0: Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head on over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And we're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that allows you to sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or head on over to BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R Fantasy dot com slash SGPN. And finally, we're brought to you by SoBag. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at sobet.io slash sgpn. That's s-o-b-e-t dot i-o slash s-g-p-n. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app because it's your home for all of our free picks and podcasts right there in the palm of your hand. Download the SGPN app wherever it is you download app.
1: Hello, Degenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast, a.k.a. the Raw Dog and Gumby Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'll be Raw Dog Jeff Fox. At least for now, I'm Raw Dog. I'm sure in a few weeks it'll change to a, a new nickname. Um, I'll have to wait and see. Uh, thank you for coming to the podcast, episode number 103. We will dedicate to the year 2021, which is almost in the books. And what an amazing year it was. Everyone was right at the end of 2020 saying next year is going to be better than this year you know things are going to improve because yeah everything is really really great right now so 2022 is going to have a hard act to follow trying to be better than 2021 so i hope everyone agrees um this isn't a uh, this isn't a new year's uh podcast we don't talk about new year's we don't talk about things like that we talk about people punching and kicking for money so let's get. we actually have picks for you this week too even though we are in a dead period there is a big fight card coming up in japan on new year's eve as they like to do in japan they like to have big new year's uh, extravaganza so we're going to give you some winning picks for that and you know the usual nonsense that you've come to expect and love all 103 episodes of this podcast so time to bring in the gumby of the broad dog and gumby show uh, my associate co-host daniel gumby vreeland the only man Brave enough to publicly admit to being my friend. Hello.
0: <laughs> I like that, that this presupposes that there's like a whole slew of guys who are your friend but won't admit it yes. publicly. Yeah, it's yeah. like You have like a dungeon okay. filled with them.
1: Dungeon. Yes.
0: That's the only <laughs>
1: only way someone would be my friend is a dungeon.
0: Uh, well, you, you agree? Twenty twenty one amazing year. Mm. Um, I mean, it was an amazing year for fights. I was doing. I had to do the year end of the year awards for. You know, some of the outlets, um, as well as the Top Turtle podcast we did end-of-the-year awards. I could not believe how many, like, insane fights uh, and knockouts. Like, like there, Kamara Usman's knockout of Jorge Masvidal, which was insane, right? Like, a, a knockout yep. nobody saw coming, absolutely brutal. Um, It wasn't even close to winning knockout of the year for me. Uh, I know some outlets picked no. it, but it was, like, barely in the top five. Uh, as far as i was concerned so like it's crazy that we got that many good ones
1: exactly and whoever had money on the under under 2 minutes before dan plugs his other podcasts uh, you hit it. <laughs> it it was it was like minus 1000 so you, you, you didn't hit a you didn't hit a lot of money for that but but you did hit it so
0: well, yeah it, your introductions it, to me have gotten shorter and shorter so i have true. to slowly find ways to plug it in myself
1: yeah y- yes yeah, true i used to um I used to hype you up a lot more than I did, but you know, now I just want to get this over with, Dan. You know, it's such a chore talking to all our regions of fans around the world. You know, just want to get get it over with, Dan. Actually, we have a, another fun show today because you're going to make winning picks for everyone, aren't you, Dan?
0: I, I'm going to do my best. I will. I, I don't mean oh, to. Sell, I don't need hesitation sell, there. Yeah, I don't mean to sell myself short. I will say of the uh, foreign promotions that I've ever picked for, I notoriously do my worst, I think in Japan, um, just because I mean, like a lot
1: of wacky matchups and
0: yeah, there's weird shit going on there. And I mean, Hey, that's yes. Wasn't wasn't that the location for our lone fight fixing scandal in like recent memory? Was that in Japan?
1: Was it? Um, I think so. There's always a lot of nonsense going on with the Yakuza and whatnot in Japan. Yeah, it was Ta- the mafia Ta- or
0: anything. I think it was a Korean guy though, right? Wasn't it Taehyung Bang,
1: who like bet
0: against? Yeah, Taehyung Bang, and he was fighting Leo kuntz too, if I'm not mistaken. Real oh, name? Yes, yes,
1: yes. Amazing.
0: <laughs> in in despite together. the fact that he bet on, uh, he bet on Cuntz. Uh, he pulled out the win for himself by split decision at the end of the day. Um, so he like tried to fix the fight, didn't succeed. Probably pissed a lot of people off. And uh yeah, just glorious, glorious stuff. Yes.
1: We also have uh Russia is good for, for wacky things, which was something I forgot to ask you about. I think I sent you a video of it, uh Jitsu. Did you see the video of that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. did see. Somebody had sent sport in Russia. Somebody sent it to me before you did too. Uh yeah. it was it's pretty nutty. Like it's it's up there with being one of the nuttier things I've seen. But with that being said, it's Russia. And, yep. You know, you come to expect
1: it. <laughs> yeah, there's not much to do in Russia apparently, so they come up with sports like slap. The slap fights are always fun to watch. But, yeah, <laughs> people people haven't haven't seen the clip. It's uh, jujitsu inside a inside a car. So they basically they can go anywhere in the car, can they not?
0: I th- that's my like under that's my un- yeah my understanding is that they can go anywhere in the car. But however, like th- there's not a lot of room in a car, right? No.
1: <laughs> how is the how is it refereed?
0: I, like, do they it do looks it on like, honor? Or? It, it looks like maybe the honor system, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that, that's something that Fight Circus should do next
0: time they they have a another event. They they had
1: fights inside a phone booth. Now they can do jujitsu inside a car. So
0: I'm sure they're already working on something like that or create. They're probably gonna do a four person in-car jiu-jitsu. Exactly. <laughs> in car
1: jujitsu. Exactly, in one of those little clown cars too. It would be yeah. beautiful, and and hopefully we can bet on it, which is what what it's all about.
0: Do they let oh. you? Do they let you hmm. bet on on fights for for fight circus I, I i've never actually i've never seen i've never seen lines but i just know it is one of the wackier things uh you would be able to bet on because that that's just it's just crazy
1: yeah we'll have to check it out uh next time there's an event we'll have to dig in and see if we can find some odds or whatnot uh for it um you don't have to dig in too far though if you want to find tickets for college football's ball season because tick pick has got everything you need there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter because TickPick, T-I-C-K, P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets for NCAA football, NFL, concerts, NBA, and more. Um, Dan and I are going to go watch buy tickets from there. Once bowl season's over, we're going to watch the Bulls and the Suns in the NBA Finals, of course. Uh, TickPick got rid of all those offers awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices in all of their college football tickets. Don't believe it. If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. So visit TickPick today at dot slash SGP. That's TickPick.com slash SGP. Also, we're brought to you by WinBet. Ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee. And Virginia, we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Getting in all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Plus, WinBet has a brand new bonus. Bet 5 bucks, win $400 in f- free bets. Um, Dan, actually, I usually tell Dan to put picks, but you can read his picks. They're on the site right now, uh, Podcast.com. Dan has three picks for you. That you can bet on um, in this $5 win $400 free bet promo they have. Plus, there's another fun promo. Win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in LA. Bet $20 on win bets. Build your own bet feature and earn a chance to win a once in a lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse. Two nights at Wynn Las Vegas. A $5,000 free bet at win Las Vegas Sportsbook and a $5,000 travel credit. So that's all, all you need over at WinBet. They're giving things away, free bets. You can go, go uh, to Shaq's Funhouse in L.A. What more do you want? Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds and every major sport, we have what you need to win ready to play. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet, bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. All right, we promised you some picks. It's been a few shows But since we've given you picks, and all of you blew your all your money on Christmas. Dan's going to help you win your money back because Ryzen FF F, yeah, FF Ryzen FF, which is run by Saki Kabara, who is the guy who ran Pride. Um, they are running one of their yearly New Year's Eve shows um, this week, so. If you are in the Eastern time zone, as we are, uh, as your two lovely hosts here are, it will be starting at uh, Thursday night, 11.30 p.m. So uh, tomorrow at 11.30 p.m., which makes it like early afternoon in Japan where it's taking place. Usually these cards go for hours and hours, right? It looks like there's, what, there's 15 fights on here, so this will be going... (laughs) from what, like probably two till midnight or whatever over, and, over and there? We
0: use, and we use the term fights loosely. There's like yep. weird custom there's rules, some... exhibitions, and weird... I mean, like, that we talked about a Tenshin versus Taki Gomi in a kickboxing yep. match or rules boxing. Out, yep. Yeah, I have no idea what the hell that is, uh, but it seems terrible. <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah, there's custom rules, kickboxing bouts, but but we're going to concentrate on the MMA fights, and there's, there's some good ones. They are... Wrapping up their bantamweight grand prix um, this in this event, so they're going to have the two semifinal fights plus a reserve bout in case uh, someone gets hurt or something like that, and then they're going to the main event of the evening will be the finals of the bantamweight grand prix. They also will be having a fight for their men's lightweight championship. Um, They're also having basically a super fight between um, a women's super fight between their uh super anime champ and uh another promotion jewels straw weight champs so they so got a lot of interesting things on here and dan's actually got picks for you for a few of them uh, he, he's picked through the event like we're talking 15 fights and some of them are, are wacky so he's he's picked through um the rubble and he's he's uh, found the jewels and and what you should what you should bet on so let's start things off with what do we got here first um Ben, uh, I guess this would be the reserve bout, right? Versus Yuki Matoya and Yuta Hakamura. Is that the... Yep.
0: Yep, okay. that would be the... Re- that's the reserve bout.
1: That's the reserve bout. Okay. I will give you the breakdown here. Uh, Matoya is 28-10 with one no contest. He's got six knockouts, 10 submissions. He's been knocked out himself twice, submitted three times, so he's been finished half of his losses. He's 5-5 five and five with one no contest in Ryzen. Used to be the champion in Deep, another promotion in uh, Asia. He was a bantamweight and a flyweight champion over there. He's an inch taller than Hakamura. He's at minus two hundred two. This is uh, one of the only fights I could find odds uh, at this point. So um, this one, he is he is the uh, pretty big favorite. Uh, Hakamura, Quintero is his nickname. Do you know what Kintero translates to, Dan?
0: I do not. <laughs> golden
1: Golden boy. So he's the golden boy. He's eighteen. That's, a, that's 11, the same
0: two. nickname as Edmund Shabazian.
1: It is. We should call, start calling him Kintero. Maybe, see if except he's Armenian or something, right? He's not Japanese, so maybe that wouldn't make sense. Anyhow, moving <laughs> on. Uh, the Golden Boy is 18-11-2 with 13 knockouts, 2 submissions. He's been knocked out himself 4 times. He's been submitted 5 times. 2-2 two and two in Ryzen. He's gone win-loss, win-loss um, over his 4 Ryzen fights. So we're talking to middle of the road uh, Ryzen fighters here, both with exactly middle of the road records uh two and two and five and five uh he's four years younger than motoya plus 172 so what's your breakdown here mr vreeland
0: so this is kind of a one that you know you said they're both middle of the road and until you just read me the odds uh i had not uh seen odds on this one so i'm gonna say yeah, i was
1: gonna ask you your thoughts on the odds
0: First. Yeah, so I, I am kind of shocked that Hakamura is that big of an underdog. Um, I, you know, like I, I, this is probably the pick I had labored the most on, um, because like you said, they they both clearly have holes. They they both get hit a lot, even though neither is a big puncher. They both got submission skills. Um, although I guess Montoya is a big puncher; he hits pretty hard. Um, so I had been leaning Montoya. I do. I am tempted in the dog money there. Um, but I'm gonna say because uh I don't really trust Hakamura's defense he gets hit too much um I'm gonna say Montoya um despite those odds, but I will say the odds do tempt me just ever so slightly so um my my official pick will be Yuki Montoya here,
1: okay, but you think there's value on the other side
0: i do yeah i i I was very shocked when you said that i I thought this was gonna be like a pick and fight or you know, I, I didn't think I'd see anybody higher than like plus one thirty. So to hear somebody at plus one seventy, you have to imagine there's some value there, no matter what side it came in on there. I, I was gonna say there's value on plus one thirty, but at the same time, I, I'm just having a tough time picking against Montoya. And that was the pick I had written down ahead of time. So I'm gonna stick with it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna think about flying it on the uh or changing it on the fly. I'm gonna say let's stick with Montoya.
1: Yep. Usually, it's best to, to stick with uh, with what your research has brought you to. Um, do you know a lot about uh, people on this card? I forgot to ask you. Uh, have you seen all these the, people
0: fight? The so this bantamweight one, which is like I said, the one I toiled on the most, is definitely the one I knew the least. the uh, The two yeah. semifinals I know quite well. Um, okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's I know. Where we're I know. I know three out of the four guys excellently, and then one guy sort of well.
1: We're... Let's see how he does them. Let's move on to the Bantamweight uh, semifinals. Hiromasa Ogikubo Kubo versus Naoki Inoue, a uh, famous last name. Um, I don't have odds for this, but let's break her down. Ogikubo first, 23-5-2 with one knockout, six submissions. He's been knocked out twice and submitted twice. Uh, he's five and two in Ryzen. He's won three straight fights. He also was on the Ultimate Fighter. That would have been flyweight, right?
0: That season. Um I think because he fought Tim oh, Elliott. Okay, yes. Right? Okay, oh, Hiramasa. Yeah, Ogi yeah, Kobu, we, yeah. Yeah, he was he was on the um the champion season where the winner got the right. title. shot.
1: Yeah. So he went three and one in tough. Um, lost to Tim Elliott, I think. Uh, in the last round, and then he didn't get a fight. How come he didn't get a fight in the show? And they just released him if he made it far. That, that is. Far?
0: That is a great question. Yeah, was, <laughs> that's the mystery. He was of it? Okay. he was one fight away from fighting Mighty Mouse for the UFC title.
1: <laughs> yeah, he lost. Oh, so yeah, yeah. So he lost in the finals to to uh, Elliot right. To,
0: to yeah, Elliott. but that was on that season. It was not uh, an actual UFC right. fight. They they won yeah. the tough championship in the gym, and then the winner right. got to fight uh, Mighty Mouse.
1: Right. All right, so anyhow, he's got high level experience. there. He also was the Shooto uh, featherweight and bantamweight champion. And he used to fight at flyweight. I should mention the weight classes are a little different over in in Japan, and also they're they're fairly close to to what we're used to. But um, I think they go with uh, kilograms and stuff like that, so the weights are, are a little a little different. It's not as wacky as as one where uh, everything's a secret, but uh, the, the weights are a little different. So anyhow, he's fought in a bunch of different weight classes, fought on tough three fight winning streak, five and two in rising. Um, in a way. 17-2, one knockout, 10 submissions. Never been finished in a fight. He's 5-0 and 0 in Ryzen. He's won six straight fights. He had a brief spell in the UFC where he went 1-1. One one. He also used to fight at flyweight. He's 10 years younger than Ogi Kubo. got five inches of height on him, six inches of reach. So all those stats are very strongly in Inoue's favor. Are you leaning Inoue or what? I think I'm going to take Ogi
0: Kobu. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, like, and I, I think the odds uh, will be in in a way's favor, sort of as you mentioned. Um, yep. When I thought about it, I, I just on name value alone and how he's looked recently, like in a way. So he was in the UFC when he was very, very young. Um, I, I want to say he got to the UFC when he was only in his like 20s or something. And his, if I'm not mistaken, and I, I'm not messing this up, his sister is still in the UFC, Mizuki, in a way. Um. Yeah, we haven't seen her for a while though.
1: Yeah, she's discovery?
0: she's one of she's one on one, but she has been out for I think about a year. Um but with that being said, like I I really like his promise. I liked him when he was in the UFC. He lost to Matt Schnell, which certainly no shame in that. But the thing about Okikobu is he's really good at like controlling position. He's like a very, very, very strong wrestler. Really the only reason he lost to Tim Elliott was he kind of just got out scrambled in that fight. Um and Tim Elliott, really tough guy to beat, and the fight to get to fight Tim Elliott, scramble with too. Yeah, an impossible guy to scramble with. So, if you're a wrestler, like <laughs> you know, Tim Elliott's one of the toughest dudes to fight. And then, if we go back one fight, the fight that he won to fight Tim Elliott for the championship, he beat Alexandre Pantoja, um, which is insane, right? Like, that's an insane victory yeah. to have on your record, despite the fact he's not officially on his record. I just think his wrestling's gonna be too much for Inoue. I actually think Inouye's like length and lankiness is probably gonna play against him here because I, I think Hero is just gonna duck underneath some shots and get in on his legs and-, and those takedowns, while not always easier against the guy who's really tall, you know, like you really gotta get in on him. I, I think he's gonna like land some trips here and wind up just controlling enough in this fight. And also, like, sometimes uh, tournaments like this favor a guy who fights a little bit smarter, right? Like, if he's going to have to fight again later, he needs to be careful. So, I I think he's going to fight that careful fight, and I'm going to go with Okikobu Yeah,
1: Yeah, despite um, this being uh, two guys having to fight multiple times in the night, these are still full three-round, five-minute fights. I thought I should mention that, so... And, uh, looking, the intern, the, uh, looked up in a way he was 20 years and three days old when he first fought in the UFC. So yes, very young. He's still only 24, uh, as it is. So both these guys sh- could very, should very recently be in the UFC. Should they not fly, probably flyweights?
0: Yeah. The, the, these two in the flyweight division right now, I think would do really well. Um, yeah. you know, I, I think, I think in a way left after he went one in one, just like contract stuff. Like, I don't even think it was part yeah. of the UFC purge, but, uh. Yeah, like, it, it is, it's pretty, pretty, pretty big bummer that we don't get to see these guys against, you know, I, I mean, I'd love to see, you know, in a way against somebody like Tim Elliott, you know, or I'd love to see Ogi Kobu against a guy like, uh, I mean, like, even Manel Cap, who we're about to talk about somebody else who fought Manel Cap in a second. But, um, you know, like there are a lot of fun fights at flyweight for these two, and one of the per- people we're about to talk about, too.
1: Well, let's move on to those people then. So, we got, Dan has Ogi Kobu uh, penciled in for the finals. Um, the other side of the bracket would be Kaya Sakura versus Kenta Takizawa. Uh, they are both, like I said, they're both in the in the bantamweight uh, semifinals as well. Um, Takizawa is 13-7 with nine knockouts. He's been knocked out himself three times. He's three and two in rising. However, he's won two straight fights. That's what's gotten him this far in the tournament. The last fight he won via TKO. He's got a, He's a year younger than Asukara, and he has a uh, one-inch reach on him, so pretty much uh, a wash there. Asukara, 18-3, 11 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out three times, so any time he's lost is when he's been knocked out. He's 10-2 in Ryzen. He used to be the champion of this division. He's trying to get his belt back. He's won two straight that's what you need to do to, to make it to the semis. And he's won four of his last five. He, uh, and of those four wins, three of them have been a f- uh, knockout slash TKO. And like I said, he was the former champion. So is the former champ going to the finals now.
0: Uh Yeah, I'm going to go with Kaya Sakara. Um, look, if, if you look back at his record, it's insane the people he beat, right? Like, he knocked out Koji Horiguchi. Um, he, he knocked out Kobu with a soccer kick. Um, he broke Oka Sasaki's jaw, who's another guy who was in the UFC that I really liked. Uh he took a split decision over Manel Cap. He beat Haile Alatang, who's in the UFC now. Like, he has just beaten a crazy list of people. And the a only two lo- uh, I would say a buttload, yeah. He's he's beaten a buttload of people and the only two people he lost to were rematches with Manel type and uh Coach or at least the only two people he's lost to in a really long time. He did lose back in road FC way back in the day. So, yeah, I, I think he's an absolute beast. You mentioned the fact uh, Takizawa has lost a couple of times by knockout. I just don't think he's the the level of a boxer Asukara is. He certainly doesn't throw, you know, anywhere near the heat that he does. He's got losses to Olka Sasaki and Ogikobu. Yeah, I think this is Kai Asukara all day.
1: Kai Asukara sounds like a big big bully when you're listening to all the things he did, break this guy's jaw, soccer kick this guy. Doesn't sound very nice, Dan. The, the I want him to be UFC.
0: That knockout of, of Koji Horiguchi, like, shocked me. Like, yes, I, I was, was absolutely shocked when he did that.
1: Let's get him in the UFC. Come on. I want everyone in the UFC. I want everybody I, under <laughs> the same umbrella. It, I know it's not good for them, but it, it's good for uh, us uh, as fans watching. It, so, all right. So, you have Kobu Asakura Finals. Um, first of all, what do you you think the line's going to be uh, As- Asakura? Uh, you think he's going to be a big favorite over Takayama? Oh,
0: I, I I sort of assume it'll be a massive favorite. I, I think yeah. this one's going to be in like the negative four hundred range, probably. Um, yeah. But so like and probably then, probably not the most finals. He would be to favorite to too, right? He
1: oh yeah, have...
0: he he should definitely be favored in the finals. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, You're and, and beat I... the man. And I'd probably pick him too. Like I, I'd probably pick uh, Asukara. I mean, like Oki Kobu is like kind of a weird style matchup for anybody, which is really the reason I'm taking him in the semifinals. Um, but yeah, like I, I think you, you should reasonably expect Asukara to win this tournament.
1: Very good. All right. Before we move on, let's tell you about ProSwap because we're brought to you by ProSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. NFL playoffs are around the corner, and ProSwap has the best odds on Super Bowl. Futures, Dan says all cow, go in on the Cowboys. Have they, They've clinched the playoff
0: spot, have they not? They have, they have clinched the playoff spot. Yet. They've clinched okay. the division and right. are currently the two seed in the NFC. All right, so go get those tickets for them.
1: Um, if you do see a ticket you like, Cowboys or otherwise, but you think the price is too high, then submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors just like yourself. Use promo code SGP. On your first deposit, PropSwap will double it up to 500 bucks. Double the cash means double the odds. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale, and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. Uh, Recently, Scott from Virginia purchased a Green Bay Packers Super Bowl ticket at odds of six to one, when the sports books are only offering plus 450. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. Swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. They're a brand new company looking to grow the early adopter community. They have a slick app that's fun to use. One of the reasons we do love using them is they offer a prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in some prop bets on Better Fantasy. Plus, a cool bonus they added, you can get your entire league to join Better Fantasy. They'll give the league a $150 gift card to get a sick-ass trophy from trophysmack.com. It's totally free to play. Download today for your iPhone or Android and check them out at betterfantasy.com slash S-G-P-N. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash S-G-P-N. All right, moving on. One of these super fights I was telling you about before, I believe, is the next one on the agenda here. Let's move up to that. Um, Ayaka Hamasaki versus Seika Izawa, and this is for, at 108 pounds, which is is that super atom weight or just atom weight there? No, I think it's whatever. 108 pounds is what it's at. Okay. Do you know what weight class that is, Dan?
0: I I have no idea what they're doing. It, with weight it might classes. be
1: an in between one. I'm not sure. All right. Yeah. So this is a super fight because. Izawa is the current Jewels strawweight champion. Um, this will be her Ryzen debut. She's 4-0 and with one submission. Uh, she is, uh, other than being a Jewels, the Jewels champ, she also is a grappling champ. Uh, she's 15 years younger than Hamasaki. Hamasaki is currently the super atomweight champ. Um, in Ryzen, she's ha- held that title twice. She is 23-3 and overall with three knockouts, 10 submissions. She's been knocked out herself twice. She's 9-1 in Ryzen, and she's won four straight fights. She also was in Invicta, where she was the Adamweight champ, where she went 4-2. and two. She also was in Jewels, where she was the lightweight champ. Um, and based on their last weigh-ins, she'll be around 9 pounds heavier than Zawa. So tell us about this one, Dan.
0: So I, I think this one's kind of a mismatch. Um, I, I think Hamasaki's like one of the best Adam weights in the world. Obviously, I, I think if yep. you added the atom weight division to the UFC, we would be talking about her uh, a lot more than we currently do. It's a shame that she doesn't get talked about her and Sohi Ham too. Uh, her their fight. It. It, I think it was in 2019, was really damn good, which Sohyam, uh She was in the UFC, but obviously had to fight in a weight class that uh, didn't really work for her because uh, she didn't actually ever weight class. Uh, and it was a split decision, really good fight. I think that one was on New Year's too. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, Hamasaki, you know, like, wins over people like Yu Frey, who I think she beat twice in Invicta, if I'm not um, misremembering that. You know, like, she she beat Mizuki Inoue, who we talked about. She's fought Sohi Ham a bunch of times, and I think she's won one or two of those. Um, I mean, like, she is awesome in a lot of different aspects, and we're talking about her fighting somebody who, don't get me wrong, is, like, an exciting up-and-comer and only 24 years old, but she also only has four pro bouts. She seems right. like she's she's sort of limited to being like a grapple-first submission specialist. And, you know, I think she's just going to get lit up on the feet here. So I expect these odds to, if they're not already posted, to be pretty wide, maybe like Asukara-sized wide, maybe even bigger. Um, So maybe just pairing those two together, throw them in a parlay. Uh, Asukara and Hamasaki, I think, could probably at least get that number to a little bit more respectable place to bet.
1: Very, very good. All right. Last fight we're going to break down, or Dan's going to break down, like like I'm doing any work here, um, is for the lightweight championship. Roberto D'Souza, current champ, versus Yosuke Yachi. And that is, like I said, for the lightweight championship. Uh, Yachi is 23-11, six knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out himself four times and submitted twice. He's 7-5 and five in Ryzen. Uh, he's won two straight fights. He also fought in Bellator for a fight, which he won. He was a PXC champ and a Shooto champ, plus 562 is the number him. <laughs> I was hoping uh, you had a
0: line for this one, because yeah. it's, it's an absurd matchup. <laughs> it is.
1: Uh, it already happened before, too. Uh, D'Souza, nicknamed Satoshi. He's 12-1, and one, four knockouts, eight submissions. Everything is a finish for him. He got knocked out once. That's where the 1L on his record came from. He's 5-1 and one in Ryzen. He's so won three straight fights, two of them via submission, one via TKO. Uh, last night he did get win the title that he's defending here. He already TKO'd Yachi back in 2020. He is also a BJJ champion, two inches taller than Yachi, minus 782. So you agree <laughs> with the line, Dan?
0: Yeah, I do. It, it could probably be wider than that. Um, hey, maybe throw this in a parlay with Hamasaki and uh, it It's... It's a wide line. It should be a wide line. We watched this a year and a half ago. It was brutal. Um, One of these guys has some issues with their defensive grappling. One of them is a BJJ world champ. Uh, One of them has ridiculous finishing power with both submissions and his hands. One uh, gets finished with submissions and hands. So, uh, yeah, Satoshi all the way here. Roberto Satoshi uh, is definitely the play. Uh, And, yeah, if you can find a finish frap, maybe that makes it a little little nicer if you can find a first round finish prop maybe that makes it even even nicer but uh yeah satoshi all the way here so
1: there you go um so do you have uh, i forgot so you think this one's going to end in uh finish
0: yeah first a violent round.
1: finish For, first, first round,
0: round first round satoshi finishes him whenever he wants to um Ham- maybe-
1: hamasaki is hamasaki gonna finish Azawa.
0: um let me think about that yes i think so um she does win a lot by decision but she's got good submissions and I think uh I I think Izawa is gonna like push her to try to grapple which might be a mistake I also think Hamasaki's got good hands too I don't think she's gonna TKO her but it it could like encourage Izawa to do some stupid grappling
1: there you go do you see finishes in any of the Bantamweight fights that we mentioned earlier
0: yeah Asukara should finish uh Takazawa I wouldn't be surprised if the other two went to decision, especially if Ogi Kobu wins, he's going to win by a decision. He's not much of a finisher.
1: Okay. So there you go, boys and and one-and-a-half girls. I think that's the over-under, one-and-a-half women listening to this podcast. They're your picks. So uh, as soon as you can bet them, bet them. And then you can, like I said, you watch it if you're East Coast. How do you watch this, Dan, on their website or by other means? How do you watch Ryzen?
0: Uh, I've – Uh, I've always been a believer when it comes to Ryzen of the other means category, Uh, but you do what's the most legal in your area.
1: (laughs) Yeah, how uh, it's – they don't have a North American deal, right? Is it all through their website?
0: I think it's usually all through their website. I I think it's the the appropriate place.
1: Okay. So there you go. Um, And that – what did I say? 11.30 p.m. on Thursday if you want to watch it and see how your bets did, so – there you go. Um, all right. Let me tell you about our last couple of sponsors, then we will move back to our UFC recaps that we've been doing. Uh, SoBet says, when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself their fully functioning free web application you can access a demo of their app which will launch next fall the app includes consensus lines from vegas A feed of what other people are betting on and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app and it's purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. You just have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want as long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io slash S-G-P-N. That's S-O-B-E-T io slash sgpn today to join the revolution and if you haven't already make sure you grab our app that would be the sgpn app we are live on the app store and google play gives you easy access to all the picks uh lets you know when podcasts drop in case you for some strange reason you aren't you're not subscribed to the mma gambling podcast feed um that will tell you when we drop a podcast all that good stuff's there for you and toss us an app review we deserve it tell everyone how great sgpn is and the app is so all right um now since we uh we were breaking down and making predictions and recaps and reviews of the various weight classes in the ufc since we're in the rare dead uh period that the ufc has this is basically off season, right? the offseason right the less than a month that we have here
0: yeah it's, it's uh, the rare mma off season, and i will say they've only been doing it for like did they do it last year in January too? I think where we had two or three dead weeks in a row. They didn't used to. We used to yeah, get a card so. on like no, January no. 2nd or something like that. We don't anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Very
1: true. So we're, we're going through all the weight classes since we, uh, since last week when we were, or last episode when we were doing it, uh, an unnamed sports book has um, dropped future odds on the champion at the end of 2022. So we can actually add that to our analysis and, and put some numbers beside beside the picks that we've made so uh if you ha- didn't hear episode 102 you can go back listen to it now we did women's straw weight flyweight bantamweight not featherweight damn we should have been featherweight we kind of did do featherweight i guess um and then men's flyweight and and bantamweight so um that's actually one second that's had let's put some odds beside these so for recap strawweight um I said Rose is going to be the champ. You said Marina Rodriguez, so you went out, out on the limb. Who do you think is the odds odds favorite at being the champ at the end of twenty
0: twenty two? I guarantee it's Rose.
1: You, you guarantee it too. What do you think the number is? Uh,
0: You're right. I, I'm going to say like plus one
1: plus one fifty plus two seventy
0: five. So wow, pretty big, actually. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, well, I think uh, that makes I think that um, makes
0: sense. There are reasonable challengers <laughs> who could beat her. Yeah.
1: A reasonable challenger is the second uh, most favored. Carlos Esparza plus 350 uh, is coming in second for that. Who, who do you think rounds up the list? There's three other names on this list. Who's after Osparza? Uh,
0: We've got two I 450s think. and a 650. So I bet you Marina Rodriguez is the 650. Am I right about that? She
1: is, correct. Yes. And then the, So you're going to get big two, money if
0: you hit that one, Dan. Are the two 450s then? Yohani uh, Yon-Jacek and uh, Wiley Jean.
1: You're totally cheating, Dan's Reading all this. No, totally I, No, everything. because because,
0: because no. they love the former champion thing. Like w- we did this last year, and the former yeah, champions always had like wild odds that yeah. that belong where they were.
1: Very 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 true. All right, so that was strawweights for flyweights. We both said that Valentina will be the champ. Uh, who do you think's favored to be the champ at the end of 2022,
0: Dan? Da- Valentina Shevchenko, negative 400,
1: <laughs> five fifty. So wow. even worse than that.
0: So I, was trying, I, I yeah. was trying to be extravagant there. <laughs>
1: you're, you're being far, far too polite. Um, yeah, she's minus 550. All right, who do you think is her top challenger? There's actually two people at plus 800.
0: Uh, Talia Santos and Andrea Lee?
1: Yes. No, Andrea Lee's not
0: the But Talia
1: Santos, correct. There's another person on the list. A former challenger.
0: Caitlin Chokagian?
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, okay, weird! Why? <laughs>
0: Why? I don't know.
1: And then we got Vivian Vivian Arugel plus 1100. This one might be worth it, Dan. Manol Fierro plus 1200. Maybe not this year, but next yeah. year. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I I might. I, I would say I, I if I had a hundred dollars to put on odds that you've told me about so far, I like Marina Rodriguez at 650 more than I like uh, Manol Fierro at 1200.
1: Yeah, because Firo may not even get a title shot next year. But Rodriguez very likely
0: is going to get a crack in the title. Right. But
1: Firo's got got the game that, that could beat uh, Shevchenko, does she not?
0: I think so. Um, but, yeah. but like, you know, I, I've gone back and forth about what the different style is to beat uh, Valentina Shevchenko, and, and I'm not sure we have a good answer about it yet. So no. um, I, I think it's at least a different question, you know what I mean, um, that Shevchenko would have to yep. answer.
1: Definitely. All right, women's bantamweight. We both picked Amanda Nunes or Nunez. Who do you um, who do you think is the favorite to be the champ at the end of 2022?
0: I think it's Nunes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. And what do you think the number is?
0: Uh, negative 200.
1: No, plus 115. So it means it's
0: good money, though, Dad. Yeah, that's not yeah. A, I, I would dab on that. That's interesting.
1: Next person's plus 200, which I'm sure you can guess.
0: Yeah, it's Juliana Pena.
1: You can probably guess the next one at plus 600.
0: Uh, how home? <laughs> Yes, well, see,
1: she's one of those names. Her and Joanna show up in every every year on the list, right? Yeah, uh, they're, they're always in title because I guess they always get title shots. So hey, it makes sense. Uh, then who who rounds up the list? Any ideas?
0: Uh, plus 650,
1: plus
0: 1100. It, is Jamaita Randini one of them?
1: No. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm guessing that that's
0: A. Yeah, that she's the weird A. Wall situation. Um, then I will say. Uh, is one of them Ketlin Vieta?
1: Yes, plus 1,100.
0: Okay, but there's one in between there. Yeah. What the hell is the one in between there? It's not Misha Tate, is it? No, it's Irene okay. Aldana. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes more sense. I don't know yeah. why she was, she was uh, off my hand.
1: And they actually have featherweight ones here, too. Only four names, though, because <laughs> there's no one in the featherweight class. Guess who's favorite at featherweight, Dan?
0: I bet you it's uh, Amanda Nunes minus twelve million. Yes. (laughs) Minus five
1: hundred. Not that bad. Minus five hundred. Who else is on the list? Three other names are on the list. We got a plus three hundred,
0: plus one thousand, plus eleven hundred. Let's say uh, one of them should be Norma Dumont. Yeah, plus one thousand. I'll take Holly Holm.
1: Nope. Surprisingly Uh, not. No. uh, uh,
0: She should be on there. And uh, how about Kayla Harrison?
1: Yes, plus three hundred. And who's
0: plus eleven um, hundred? Aspen. Someone lab? who has
1: trouble. Yes, yeah, yeah, we here. Good. It was easy <laughs> camp, but I don't need to. That's how yeah, good Dan I'm, is. I'm doing great all right. today.
0: This is this is one of my all time best days. You are.
1: You are. All right. Don't worry, people. Are, if people are getting bored with this, we're almost done. Uh, flyweights. We both picked uh, Askar Askarov. We both really went out on the limb there. Uh, um, who is the favorite? Who is the favorite? Who is favorite? Who is favored is what I'm trying to I'm say, right. Dan? Not favorite. Who's favored?
0: I'm going to say Moreno.
1: Yes. Plus 200.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Then who do you got? i uh, yep. probably right behind him. We're talking like 300 or 350. Somebody super close to that would be uh, Figueredo. Yep, plus, plus 325.
1: Yeah. And then uh, our man, Asgara, plus 350 we're going to get for him.
0: Well, Only 350?
1: Yeah, plus 350, yeah.
0: Well, I would have expected him to be a, a large – like, I, I would have put him in the same category as, um, like, Marina Rodriguez, because he's not even the next title yep. player. So it, it's kind of shocking yeah. that he's that low. Uh, that number certainly yep. wouldn't tempt me.
1: It shows you how how uh, good a fighter, I guess, he is, I guess, right? Um, Henry Cejudo, plus 700. Oh, God. Pantoja plus, Pantoja, plus 800. Kaikara France, plus 1,200.
0: So, the Kaikara uh, France you one you is interesting. If-
1: yeah, if he, if he wins the Oscar fight, you got to think that number is going to drop, going to plummet. So, if if you think he's going to beat Oscar, you want to jump in on that number now,
0: yeah, 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 and th- that's maybe something you yeah, can yeah. use prop, yeah, yeah. Props, prop swap for.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, men's weight. We both picked Piotr Jan, the uh, currently the interim champ, and so did the bookies. Uh, I won't even make you guess. But what number do you think we got on him?
0: Um. Probably
1: negative two hundred, minus one seventy five. So you're you're right in there. Yeah, you are right in there. All right. Um, then we have Sterling plus plus four fifty, which is funny. The current champ is plus four fifty. Uh, Dillashaw plus nine hundred. All the plus nine hundred. Cejudo again plus nine hundred. Sean O'Malley plus twenty eight hundred. which is pretty wild. Yeah. Probably, uh, probably because he's he's not going to get a title shot next year. So all right. Let's move on to our breakdown. We're up to the featherweight weight class. Um, Alexander Volkanovsky, current champ, does not have a title fight um, set yet, but it sounds like it's going to be Max Holloway, right?
0: Uh, I kind of assume it's going to be. I do think
1: think he even mentioned training for for Holloway, or he was going to bring someone in to help him for Holloway,
0: I thought. So I might be thinking wrong, but yeah. No, I, I think you're right, but I think the fact that it's not announced yet, really makes me feel like the UFC is trying to see if Giga Chikadze kicks uh, Calvin Cater's head off and is worthy of a title shot because he would be somebody fresh. Um, Or if, like, Volkanovski can't get back into the country, Giga then would be a good person to test Max with. Um, Not that Max Holloway needs to be tested further, but, like, it, it would be a really great, uh, r- really great way to double check and see if he is ready for for the big time and is ready for his third shot or you know one more thing that he could turn somebody away from. So, yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's probably the title fight.
1: Yeah, I, I I think if if they're not in a rush for uh, for title fights to fill out cards imme- immediately, then there's there's no reason to announce uh, everything until all the all the chips have Landed. All the chips have settled. All the dust is settled. All is something settled. <laughs> Wait until after the Chikayze fight is what I'm saying. Um, unless you absolutely have to have to um, uh, book a fight, so there's no reason to, to announce it early. So, but yeah, what uh, your scenario that you're playing makes sense. Uh, I would rather see something different than seeing the third fight between uh, two guys. But hey, um, I'm not booking the promotion. So, all right, um, who is? Assuming Holloway gets the um, gets the next title shot, which is, like uh, we just said, an assumption. Um, who's getting next crack? Is it the winner of the uh, Chikaze fight?
0: I think... Okay, oh, I, I guess
1: Cater is not getting it A few wins, but...
0: No, I, I would say Calvin Cater is not getting it, but Kika Chikaze with a win might have to fight, especially if Max gets the next shot, might have to fight somebody like Korean Zombie or Yair Rodriguez to, like, prove his worth. Because yeah. not that a win over, you know... Calvin Cater would be the worst thing before a title shot, but if it's both that and waiting, I don't think he's going to get it. Um, Like, I think he's going to have to do more than that. So, um, I mean, like, you could also see him fight somebody like Josh Emmett after this fight. I wouldn't be shocked at that. Um, Like, Josh Emmett's, like, kind of an interesting name now at featherweight now that he's back and won a fight. So, um, yeah, I, I would say probably Max Holloway and then as long as Gigi gets by Calvin Cater, him and, and somebody else would be in a number one contender about.
1: Okay. Yeah, it could be – yeah, Emmett kind of – I forgot, man. He's won four straight fights, so um, – and violently, he wins fights. So he's uh, – he should be right up there. As you said, Sung Jung is always – seems to be, always be in the right name because of the way he fights. Um, Chikaze obviously uh, has to beat uh, Calvin Cater first. Oh, Arnold is, you know,
0: Allen too. Arnold Allen's a name we should have mentioned more.
1: Yeah, he's won. he's 8-0, oh, so yeah, there you go, definitely, and he's uh, he's the almighty one after all, Dan, for crying out loud. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's right.
1: Who would you like to see him, who do you want to see him fight next?
0: Arnold Allen? He book, does he? Yeah. I think Arnold Allen, Josh Emmett would be a really fun fight. Sure, yeah. Let's book those That's two, and let's book uh, – as long as Giga Chikadza – I'm tipping my hat on who I'm picking in this fight. Once Giga Chikadza gets to ask Calvin Gator, um, book him with, with uh, Korean Zombie, and then, like, make that yeah. a little mid-tournament or, you know, whoever impresses more gets the next title shot.
1: Works for me. Um, all right, who who should we keep an eye on in this class? There is a lot of um, – Ashi. Not a huge amount. of um, As as we move up weight classes, we have less and less fighters under, under 30, but there is quite a few in this weight class. Um, I'll just name a few. Ilya Topira, That That's,
0: that, that's <laughs> who I was going to mention. Oh, well,
1: there you go. Go right ahead. He's 3-0. Yeah. He's fighting Movzar Evalab next. So tell us what you think of this 24-year-old
0: Ilya. I mean, you, you pretty much said it all just by mentioning that he is really young. They already have him fighting somebody like like Mulsar Evloev. They clearly believe in what he's able to do. Um, and in addition to that, too, like, remember, he's the guy, if you, you're not remembering correctly, that knocked out Ryan Hall. Um, he yeah. absolutely dominated Yusef Zalal on short notice uh, in his debut. He, he flatlined Damon Jackson in pretty brutal fashion in that fight, like, and he also has, like, good wins on the regional circuit. He comes from Brave and Cage Warriors, and, like, he's fought for a bunch of good shows like that, too, and beaten good guys, too, but, like, he beat Brian Bullend, who's, like, one of the better um, dudes in all of Belgium, so, like, he's a really interesting one for sure, Um you know, like, apart from that, I think the only other one who I really had an eye on and I think could make pretty large gains this year are probably Pat Sabatini. I feel like not enough people are talking about him being 3-0 and in the way that he's 3-0, and too, right? Like, he's not just 3-0. and uh, But, I mean, like, he dominated Tristan Connelly, uh, who had been coming off of a pretty big win. He, he hooked Jamal Emmers. He just beat Tucker Lutz. Like, he's, like... He's up there as a guy who I think could do a lot of damage to a lot of ranked dudes and uh just hasn't gotten that shot yet. So uh Elia Tapuria and Pat Sabatini are the names that uh, I have circled.
1: There you go. Other um yeah, Tapuria is eleven and 0 as a pro. Um so yeah, UFC he's on UFC two seventy, so next month uh, he's getting uh the Avalov fight, so that'll be very interesting to see how he does there. Others worth mentioning that are young. Ricardo Hamos has been inconsistent as of late, wins and losses, but he's only 26, and he is 6-3 in the UFC. Uh, Thug Nasty, Bryce Mitchell is finally coming back. He's 27, 5-0 and in the UFC, 14-0 um, in MMA. He's fighting Edson Barboza UFC 272. What do you think of that matchup?
0: I think it's weird, and yeah. I need more time to think about it because I. <laughs> well, you,
1: you have you have a few months. So that's good.
0: Well, I I like when I saw it posted. And I was like, all right, great matchup for Doug Nasty. Because while I t- don't particularly love his persona or his rap album, uh, for the thirty seconds I did listen to it, uh, I do think he's really exciting to watch. But I also don't know that that that's a good matchup for him. So, um, it's certainly an interesting one.
1: Definitely uh arnold allen uh, the aforementioned he's only 20, 20, 27 8 no 17 and 1 overall um so there are quite zadiq Youssef, 28 4 and 1 um avilev who we mentioned he's 29 and 5 and 0 who do you think wins that fight the Topuria Avalev fight
0: i'm gonna I've, your been, hands. I've been leaning with Topuria, but i it will be really interesting to see the lines when they come out um yep. It also sort of feels like one of those fights that if Topuria lost, you would like still higher on Topuria's yeah in the long run because it's like his prospect loss um, yeah. to like a you know more seasoned veteran than he is. But I don't know. He he's looked really good in his couple fights. And
1: look here, Yari Rodriguez is still under thirty, twenty nine. He's eight and two with one no contest. Ricky Simone's only twenty nine. He's seven and two. Just came off a big win. Yeah, but he um, fights
0: mostly at, at bantamweight now, right? Yeah, that's He, true. he, he yeah. did fight a couple of times at featherweight, but I think that was yeah. Most why is he he
1: on like... this... Yeah, I wonder why he's on this list at bantamweight, but he is. I'm
0: I'm guessing it's mo- because he fought a couple of times, like in those uh, COVID matches where people were yeah. like, "Yeah, we we right. both don't we both don't want to cut weight." I think he did. With, am I remembering right? Brian Kelleher and him fought it at featherweight.
1: Uh, sounds sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. Melzick, Bagdog, Zarian, 29, and he's 2-0. So, um, you yeah, know, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of bright – that's just the guys in the 20s. So there's obviously guys in the 30s that are good, too. So it's a, it's a good-looking weight class for sure. Um, champ at the end of 2022, I'm I'm going Chalk. Uh, Volkanovski is my pick. He's just, I'll take – yeah. Vol- he's looking better and better every fight, basically.
0: Yeah. There's no reason he's- to not pick Volk. Nope. His, his number one contender is probably a dude he's fought twice and beat twice.
1: Yep, exactly. Yeah, and he's shown no no reason not, not to go with him. Um, no chinks in the armor, so to speak. So he is the uh, odds on favorite also, minus 180. Um, who do you think is next at plus 350?
0: Uh, Probably Max.
1: Yep, you got it. Uh, Chan Sung Jung, surprisingly, is next, plus 675. Giga plus 1100. What do you think of that?
0: Um, Pretty good number, right? Yeah, yeah, I like it about as much as I like some of those other, like, long shots. Like, I probably like it in the same range as I like Manolfio Rose plus 1,200. Like, maybe he won't get the shot yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, not sure I'd pick him even if he did get the shot. But, like, yeah, intriguing enough, especially because you're getting, you know, four digits there on your plus number.
1: Yep. Calvin Cater plus 1,600. Josh Emmett plus 1,600. So Emmett does uh, show up on that list. All right, um, that is featherweight, good weight class. Go up to lightweights. Um, current champ Charles Oliveira just beat Dustin Poirier. Um, who do you think is next for him? It, we, we know who it should be, Justin Gaeth- Gaethje. Will it be Justin Gaethje? Do you think? Even though both Connor and <laughs> Oliveira are angling to fight one another,
0: I think it's going to be Gaethje. I, I yeah. just have that feeling. Yeah, I, I just think it's going to be Gaethje.
1: And what do you think of the line and who wins that fight if it happens?
0: Uh, I'm going with Oliveira. I've, uh, I have I, mean, I had Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier. I think uh, Gaethje's uh, defensive jujitsu against uh, Habib did not look good, and I think it shows holes, and nope. I think uh, Charles Oliveira exploits those holes.
1: Yep, very, very true. Okay, uh, who's next in line after that, then, if that fight happens?
0: Uh, I think it's got to be Islam Makhachev. Um, you know, yeah, that's you think Makhachev
1: beating Dar- Daryush?
0: Yeah, that's assuming he beats Daryush, but I do kind of assume he's going to beat Daryush. But um, yeah, the winner of that fight is next up for sure.
1: Okay. Um, who should we keep our eye on in this uh, in this weight class? Before I start naming names off and stealing your thunder, who do you who do you want to keep your eye on in light of so this year's big games?
0: I've already got eyes on Matt camera Um at, you know, he's like mm-hmm. number 12 in the division now. So he's certainly not a sleeper, yep. but, but uh, a guy who I think can do some pretty wild things. Um, and I, I've got an eye on him. The other one who I think, uh, you know, not enough people are talking about is uh, Claudio Puelis. Um After yep. losing the ultimate fighter finale, uh, he won his second fight, looked really bad in his second fight, despite winning a performance of the night bonus. Um, got the crap beat out of him for, you know, a couple rounds and then came back with a knee bar submission, took some time off, moved to Sanford MMA. And has since then, has just looked untouchable. Like he beat the piss out of Jordan Levitt. He knee barred Chris Grootsmacher, Like he looks like, uh, you know, like the, the real deal, a full package and he's super young. The dude is only 25 years old. Um. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot to be said about what he's doing and where he's going, and um. So he's kind of my like off the radar guy. Whereas I think Gamrat is going to make the biggest moves in this division. Uh, in 2022. Yep. Very
1: good. Gamrat definitely on board with him. Uh, others worth mentioning. Ferris Diam, the Smiler Killer, is only 24. He's two and one. He's fighting Terrence McKinney, coming up. Um, Armin Sarukian, 25, four one. Fighting Joel Alvarez. As Dan mentioned, Puelles is only twenty-five. He's four and one also in the UFC, eleven and two overall. Fighting Chris Grutzemacher. Um Nazaret Perez uh twenty-six years old. Only five and three in the UFC. Uh he's fighting John McDessie coming up. Um who else jumps off at me that I think's all right? Jalen Turner is doing okay for himself. The Tarantula, four and two in the UFC, twenty six. Um, Mason Jones was a very uh, highly touted prospect. Um, he finally seems to um gotten acclimated to the UFC. He's won one with one at no contest so far. Um, what do you think about Patty the Batty, Dan? He's only 1 0, 26. But what do you think his uh, 2022 is going to look like?
0: Uh, consistently being overhyped and getting his face punched <laughs> in by somebody, uh, like, like Claudio Puelish. I'd take Claudio yeah. Puelish in a fight over him uh today and people are talking about patty being a champ like if you really truly believe patty is going to be a champ go back and watch his first fight in the ufc watch him get beat early on in that fight like he doesn't get beat right he does win that fight i'm not not saying he was supposed to but like he was losing striking exchanges with luigi vendromini who is like not a world beater um is a guy who you know, maybe has some promise, but is like really unpolished. Uh, and he was looking like the more polished guy early on. So, I mean, say what you want. Any of these guys anywhere near the top fifteen right now would just eat Patty for dinner, like in a bad way. Um, and
1: so, why didn't they have a, another fight book? Do you think they'd be trying to get all they can out of him?
0: I think they're trying to. So the rumor right now is that March um, has a uh, and it's. I believe it's March. March is a date in London, or at okay, least they're yeah. booking a lot of British fighters, and it seems like they're hinting it's going to be in London as long as nothing gets worse, or you know, London doesn't enact more restrictions or anything like that. So I think that's probably the next time we're going to see him. They're probably holding off on officially announcing it while they try to decide whether or not they need to get him a U.S. visa or if that fight card's actually going to happen. Yep
1: makes sense. Um so Dan is not big on Patty the body. There you go. Uh Grant Dawson's 2750
0: and 1. Um He did not look good last fight. I am not no. big on Grant Dawson. There you go.
1: <laughs> How about
0: I Ruffy mean you mentioned his, mm. you mentioned Terence McKinney who is supposed yeah, Terrence to have McKinney's fought on there. Yep. 1027. And he was supposed to have fought Faraz Zaim, and I know you mentioned yeah. Faraz Zayim, but, like, I'm way more interested in McKinney after winning his UFC debut in seven seconds, and I think he had five wins in, in 2021, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah he one of those crazy ones, yep. yeah. Yeah, him, him and Chris Curtis had some wild lines, so, um, yeah, I, I've got my eye on him. He's another one who's who's sort of interesting in the the lightweight division.
1: How about Joe Silecki, 3-1, 28?
0: Another guy who didn't look good in his last fight. Like, if if your whole thing is you're supposed to be like the the top notch grappler, and in, in Jared Gordon, uh, <laughs> just kind of handles you that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, like despite your record and your age and uh, all that other stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm just low on him. Also, if you like Joe Selecki, though, you can watch him tomorrow in a, in a grappling match on Fight Pass. Uh, which oh, there you go. There's betting odds for that. I contemplated possibly bringing that up. I think he's grappling Donald Cerrone, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but like, yeah. yeah if there's a whole bunch of like fun UFC guys, like Billy Quarantillo's grappling Clay Guida, Sean Brady is grappling like one of the toughest Jiu-Jitsu guys in the world. Craig Jones. Um, it, it's like a weird card.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, good, good weight class here. Hafia six and one, uh, just beat Brad Burdell. He's one to keep an eye on, right? Adamant.
0: Yeah, he is. But again, uh, And not that he didn't look good against Riddell. I worry about him against, like, the slew of really great grapplers in this division because we haven't really seen him defend against it. Yep. So while I've got my eye on him, I am worried he's going to run into somebody like Gamrot.
1: Yep. You and your Gamrot, 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 but I agree. I'm all on board for Gamrot, too. Picking the champ at the end of the year is kind of difficult for me. I guess I'll go with the current champ, uh, Oliveira. But, yeah, it's it, this is a, a – just because no one else is really standing out as as definitely going to beat him. So I guess I'll pick
0: Oliveira. Yeah, I'm going to pick Oliveira too, but more as, like, a safety pick here because I yeah. think – like, I, I think I might pick Islam Makashev if it was, like, clear he was next. Um, yeah. Because I, I might even pick him to beat Oliveira. I think it would be close. I think I'd probably debate back and forth for weeks on end. But, like, I might pick him. For me, though, like, one of them has the belt – and the other one doesn't and you know who knows like he could beat hd yep. and then fight connor and then be hurt and they might have to do an interim and like you know like there, there's so many things that could happen uh that with with as far away as i feel like makashev is i'm not ready to pick him and none of the other immediate challengers are are interesting to me so yeah i'm gonna go with all too
1: Uh, He is the favorite, plus 200. Um, Makashev, plus 300, is next in line. Dariush, plus 400. Gaethje, plus 400. Poirier, plus 700. I don't get that one. Uh, McGregor, plus 900. Um, I don't think McGregor is beating Oliveira, though, uh, if that's who who the champ is. Plus, he's not even healthy, I guess he's training. He's showing uh, pictures of him looking swell, so who knows?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't ever know what to. Th- I
1: don't trust his Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Don't trust the gram. All right, I think that's enough for you kids today. That's enough for. Hey, this is it. This is it for twenty twenty one. This is our last episode of the year, but we're we're not going away. We'll be back on Sunday. That would be in a brand new year. Thank you for everyone for making twenty twenty one a spectacular year for the podcast. When did we start? Do you remember what actual? day or even month we started doing this dan
0: i i want to say it was the last uh the last or the first week of december um in 2020 okay so i i think we're a little bit over a year right. now
1: all right yeah that makes sense that makes sense so we'll, we'll be back episode 104 on sunday um happy new year's to everyone um until then We'll see you in a year. Ha ha. Talk to you in a year, Dan. Funny joke, right? Ha ha. Yeah.
0: Ha ha.
1: I'm running out of steam. Let's end it. I am Raw Dog, Jeff Fox. He is Gumby, Daniel Vreeland, and we will talk to you next year. Bye.